Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast at Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. Now, let's join our host, Master Sergeant Glenn Riddell, and find out what's inside Your Personnel File at HRC. Hello everyone, I'm Master Sergeant Glenn Riddell, and on this edition of the HRC Personnel File, we're talking about the Assignment Satisfaction Key Enlisted Module, also known as ASCM, the talent management marketplace for NCOs. Modeled after the Army's Assignment Interactive Module for Officers, ASCM supports enhanced interaction between NCOs and HRC's talent managers, allowing NCOs more input into where they would like to be assigned based on their knowledge, skills, behaviors, and preferences. Through ASCOM, eligible NCOs are able to see all available requirements that match their MOS and grade and can preference them in an automated marketplace interface. Following two pilot programs last summer, ASCOM went live for the Army last November for the 2101 enlisted manning cycle. Roughly about 24,000 NCOs participated in that marketplace. About 35,000 NCOs a year will be eligible and encouraged to participate in ASCOM. Here with me today to talk about ASCOM is Sergeant Major Roger Rendon, the Sergeant Major for the Enlisted Personnel Management Directorate. Welcome, Sergeant Major Rendon, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us today about ASCOM. No, thanks. Good afternoon, everybody. Sergeant Major, so first tell the audience, you know, everyone out there listening a little bit about yourself, what you do as the EPMD Director at Sergeant Major, um, and, and your role at HRC. Once again, good afternoon uh, for the listening audience uh, and everyone here. I am Roger Rendon. I am the Sergeant Major for Enlisted Personnel Management Directorate. This is actually the first time that I've ever been assigned here to uh, HRC. Uh, been in uh, 29, roughly 29 years, and uh, this is my first time being assigned here, so it's been a wonderful, wonderful time here. And uh, really what we do on a daily basis is uh, uh, assist and support the soldier, their family, uh, and commands out there in making sure that we have folks in the right place at the right time uh, and uh, in the right places, uh, really. And, uh, you know, with that, ASCOM came into play uh, a long time ago. We were uh, doing assignments left and right on a daily basis. And so we started figuring out how to do this a little bit better. And so, you know, the end result uh, is ASCOM. No, thanks, Sergeant Major. So really, you know, your director is in charge of assignments um, and, and ASCOM. So you said something a minute ago about you were doing assignments left and right. So with that, and uh, how were you doing assignments previous to ASCOM? And then how does ASCOM change all of that? So I, I, I appreciate the question. And, uh, you know, honestly, uh, in order to understand how we got to this marketplace, we need to figure out, we need to understand what was going on before, just like you said. Uh, so before, assignments were uh, coming out out of nowhere, like uh, snowflakes coming down you know, on a daily basis. And so we were having really uh, manning cycles on a daily basis. Uh, there really wasn't no rhyme or reason. Uh, what we really had were 365 manning cycles uh, throughout the year. And really folks were getting put on assignment on a daily basis. Uh, it could either be six months out, 18 months out, things of that nature. And there really was no discipline. And so we, uh, we implemented a discipline uh, in, in the uh, uh, course of, uh, of this uh, module that we uh, put together, uh, and that's called the enlisted manning cycle. 
I mean, Alyssa Manning cycle is now four cycles uh, where we have uh, markets in there. Uh, and so uh, we figured, why not incorporate a market into those Manning cycles? Uh, and this is where we have Ask Them. No, sorry, you know, what I hear you saying is, you know, every day your folks, the folks that work for you, were putting people on assignment. And uh, that was not really allowing the soldier predictability nor unit readiness uh, in terms of maybe succession planning and things of that nature. So predictability for the organization as well, the losing and the gaining and the soldier, right? So, you know, three pieces to the pie mm -hmm. kind of. Um, so ASCOM then created four market, uh, four Manning cycles a year. Um, now, who is in those Manning cycles? All NCOs, corporals, or SAR major, or, or who, who's in there? So the, uh, the Manning cycles, uh, that we have uh, that are inside or that drive the uh, market uh, is really for uh, staff sergeant through master sergeant, okay? Uh, the, the skill level ones uh, and some skill level twos and threes, uh, their market is retain, the re-enlistment, okay? Uh, and then obviously for sergeants major, uh, you know, we have the Sergeant Major uh, Management Division that uh, handles them. But really for the marketplace, it is really designed for the Staff Sergeant through Master Sergeant, okay? Uh, and we really needed to incorporate some discipline and predictability. Uh, so that way we can, uh, we can give that to not only the, the soldier, but also to the leadership at their unit and ultimately their family because their family uh, needs to be taken as well. Uh, they need to be taken into consideration. No, that's a great point too, Sergeant Major, the, the families. Um, and uh, just want to clarify, this is specifically for E6 through E8 Act component, is that correct? That is correct. Uh, it is uh, only for, ASCOM is only for active component E6 through E8. Okay, so, you know, how does it provide the market? So four markets a year for E6 through E8, how does it provide predictability? Because you, you have the Manning cycles, excuse me, four Manning cycles a year, and then inside those Manning cycles there's a market, and we'll get deeper into that, but how does it provide predictability? So uh, that's, that's a great question, and a question that we uh, get asked often in, in different ways, but uh, really it provides predictability uh, to the NCO. How? Well, inside every market is a set number of requirements that we have to man the army with, okay? So let's take me, for example. Sergeant Rendon is inside the market, and Sergeant Rendon uh, has uh, an X amount of uh, requirements in there. It could be uh, as little as one, uh, highly unlikely, uh, but it could be as little as one. It could be at the most uh, we've seen uh, some folks have up to 60 or 70. Uh, and, and really, those requirements are army requirements that need to get filled. And so inside your MOS, inside your pay grade, that is where you have your market, all right? And so now I'm able to look at the market, I'm able to look at all the requirements that are out there, some that I never even knew existed in my MOS, and I'm able to have a conversation not only with you know, uh, my, uh, my subordinates, my peers, my superiors, uh, my mentors, but also my family, because they're involved as well. They could actually see this process happening, and it's a, it's a great thing. 
No, some reason I like it, and my guess, my question more of predictability is um, this thing called the YMAV, which you know I don't know if our listeners are aware of, and I, I would like you to just explain how the YMAV plays into uh, into the Manning cycles and, and uh, then subsequently the market. So great question. Uh, the YMAV or year month available to move. Uh, is something that we implemented uh, last year, okay? Uh, for the longest time, uh, our counterparts, uh, the Officer Corps, have had a YMAV. Now, this YMAV that we implemented for NCOs uh, is a year and month that the NCO is being looked at to move. It doesn't mean that they're going to move. It is just a, uh, a year month that we are looking at them to possibly move. Why is that important? Inside every enlisted manning cycle, uh, there are dates that we are looking at for NCOs to move. Those, those uh, dates in there correlate to specific YMAVs. Okay? So every single manning cycle that we're looking at uh, incorporates uh, five, four to five months in there. Okay? So if Sergeant Rendon has a YMAV of 2023-05, uh, then I could actually look at the enlisted manning cycle and then be able to know that, hey, I'm being looked at uh, to move at that time. doesn't mean I'm going to move. It just means that HRC, EPMD, is looking at that NCO to possibly move. How does that provide predictability to the uh, units? Well, now Sergeant Major Riddell, uh, the battalion or brigade command sergeant major, can actually look and see how they're going to plan a career development for that NCO. Uh, and uh, to take it a little bit further, S3s can actually uh, you know, coordinate with S1s to make sure that they have enough folks going into any type of training cycles, you know, where, whether it be you know, going to a uh, CTC, whether they're going to the field, whether they're going to you know, a, uh, a uh, mission somewhere. So great predictability all around. Absolutely. That allows leaders, like you just stated, in the field to know they're going to have their folks for around 36 months, plus or minus, depending on many numerous circumstances that we won't really get too deep into. But for leaders and soldiers uh, and organizations, uh, you know, 36 months you're going to have your folks. When you're planning, you know, that's what a factor you take in. It doesn't mean guaranteed 36 months. That's correct. But it's a good planning factor. And then constant dialogue with your S1 battalion brigade all the way up to, to, to your branches up here. That's correct. And, and honestly, with the YMAP, uh, you do have a 36-month window uh, that you know you're going to be there. And that's a great thing. Uh, there are uh, certain situations where the YMAP is a little less. Case in point, the, uh, the uh, recruiters and drill sergeants. Uh, there are some cases where the YMAP is a little longer, uh, 48 months. Uh, and, and those folks exist... Uh, Normally in uh, in the uh, RSOF side in USASOC uh, and other uh, niche MOSs uh, such as uh, the musicians. Sorry, you bring up another good point. Uh, for all of our listeners, you know we're we're talking very generic uh, army uh, wave top length kind of uh, because every branch based on their inventory is slightly different and the missions and, and things that are going on based on their current inventory of let's just say you know 51 Charlies and E7s, right? 
they may move sooner, where the infantrymen, the, the mass sergeant infantrymen may be there for four years, right? So the best thing is for our listeners is to have constant communication with their uh, branches up here in your directorate. That's correct. That's correct. And, and uh, I, I want to I point something out uh, really quick because you, you uh, mentioned uh, the uh, branches uh, being in communication with them. Uh, if there is a need to stabilize someone or hold on to someone uh, in your unit or that person wants to stay at a certain location uh, a lot longer, uh, we mentioned the enlisted manning cycle. We had mentioned the uh, YMAV uh, as a mark on the calendar being looked at to possibly move. If you are looking at stabilizing, if you are actively seeing that, if leaders are doing that, uh, my recommendation, and we always push this all the time, is to get left of that YMAV. How? Okay, I'll tell you how. Uh, if you're looking at 12 to 15 months out, and you want to stabilize there because you're going to do some sort of mission or you're going to be a, uh, uh, a leader as a platoon sergeant, squad leader, or first sergeant. Uh, you want to have that dialogue with your branch. So that way we can stabilize you there uh, a lot longer. Uh, and that stabilization mechanism will then uh, tell us to extend your YMAV out to the right. So by getting left of your YMAV, you are actually creating more stability and more predictability for not only yourself and your unit. And your family, like you said earlier. Exactly. And so, you know, I think you bring up valid concerns of the field of when they should stabilize. And, and the time is not when Riddell gets an email uh, from your folks in EPMD saying, I'm going to be in the next market. It's kind of too late at that point. You brought up, if you're going to stabilize your key folks for whatever various reasons you can stabilize, 12 to 15 months out from that 36 month time on station window. That's correct. Is the most ideal time for them to submit stabilization requests. That's correct. That's and correct. And so for a quick recap, because it sounds like a lot of information for our listeners, but you know, stability uh, and predictability can be seen in the YMAV. Uh, for the soldiers, the units, they know, you know, on average, not guaranteed, but 36 months. And then the manning cycles are four times a year. And you're going to be in that manning cycle when? So if Riddell is 36 months is this December, or we'll pick, you pick, I'll let you pick. I'm, what, if I'm 36 month mark in December of this year, when would I get to go in the manning cycle and start preferencing? So great question. Uh, I, I will tell the uh, listening audience and everybody that we're looking at you 12 months from your YMAP, okay? Uh, you pick a date, month, year, we're looking at you 12 months from there, okay? Uh, we're not going to willy-nilly put someone on assignment. You have a vote, okay? Now, here's what I will tell you. Sergeant Rendon is going to receive an email uh, the day of the, uh, the, the market opening up. But before then, you're actually going to know that you're going to be in the market, okay? So the morning of, you're going to receive an email stating that you are in the market. Okay, this is going to be uh, a, a link that is going to send you into the marketplace. You're going to be able to see all this. Okay, but like I said, you're going to know beforehand that you're going in the market. You're already going to know that. Okay, so uh, I've seen it like the warning emails, like, "Hey, the market's that's coming." Correct. Up. I, I've had them. Some of the auto-generated ones. That is correct. And so you know when the market. You know, I've seen the emails. I've been in the market. You know, they they come in. 
they're telling you multiple times, hey, the window opens this. That's and correct. then when the window opens, you still have about what, four to six weeks yes. before it closes? Yeah, we have the uh, market open for about six weeks right now. Uh, this gives you plenty of time to uh, make a, an informed decision. Uh, and again, uh, if uh, you are actively participating in the market, uh, my recommendation is to let everybody look at the market so that that way they can provide you uh, a little bit of uh, uh, mentorship. I call it market mentorship. Okay? I was going to bring that up. You said uh, that last you know, time. A lot, a lot of folks, a lot of folks uh, you know, believe that they know what's, uh, what's best for them, and that's great. Uh, but the senior leaders, key leaders out there, sergeants, major, first sergeants, things of that nature, uh, you know, we want them to have an active role uh, in mentoring their NCOs in the market. Uh, because just because I want to go to a place, uh, is that beneficial for my career? Um, it might be. It might not be. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, every single CMF out there. But what I do know and what every uh, senior leader does know is mentorship. They do know that. And they know how to coach, teach, and mentor uh, those NCOs uh, to make those informed decisions. No. It may be the right decision at the time uh, for them. They may want to go uh, over here uh, where it takes them a little bit off, and that's okay. That's fine. Is it helping the family? Yes? Okay. Let's get them there. Let's get them there. Let's do that for them. Informed decisions. That's correct. You know, and you, you hit on the key thing of, of mentorship uh, because in your... Uh, you know, a lot of talk out there in the field, in, in, your, in the ASCOM, in the algorithm, which we'll talk about here in a second, uh, you know, their, their vote matters. Their preference is, 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 is uh, highly uh, favored in your algorithm. And it, tell me if this is right. I think 80% of folks are getting their top five choice. Is that a true statement? That, that's correct. That's correct. And, and you know, uh, I want to I talk a little bit because I, I know you, you uh, mentioned the algorithm. I, I, I want to talk that about that a little bit uh, right now uh, because uh, there seems to be folks that uh, believe that the algorithm is, uh, is the, uh, you know, the say-so, do-so. Uh, the algorithm uh, is meant to provide us with about a 70 to 75% solution uh, after we are done slating, okay? Uh, but what we never want to do here is take the human out of human human resources. And what does it mean? It means this, that the branch managers, the branch leadership is going to look at that slate after the algorithm is done and make sure that it makes sense. Okay, and what do I mean by that? Are we filling those Army requirements correctly? Uh, did we take preference uh, into account? And is that the right move uh, for that NCO? If all this makes sense, then we're going to go ahead and push forward. But we never want people to uh, think that the algorithm uh, is the end-all, be-all. That is not the case, okay? Every NCO that works in EPMD, that works assignments, is going to look at that slate after it is all said and done, okay? Because we want to make sure that the human touch is left on uh, looking and making sure that the slate is correct, okay? Uh, we're going to make sure that that happens, all right? So, some reason, I think you just dispelled uh, a massive myth out there that this, this algorithm is just slotting Riddell wherever. No, uh, their, their vote matters, how they preference, and that, you know, that module, uh, that market is open for six weeks. And you can go in there, and I could change it one to ten, come back the next day, rearrange them, 
all the way until the day it closes. That's correct. I can do my research on installations. That's I correct. I can talk to my branch manager of That's what correct. they think my glide path should be. I, you said market mentorship, my first sergeant, my CSM, or whoever maybe my mentor is. Where should I go? Talk to my spouse, right? Uh, and make a very informed decision. That's correct. And I think another thing our listeners should know, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Sergeant Major, is that their dialogue with your folks, those branch managers, need to happen, you know, a month before when those warning emails come out, or maybe even a little bit before, you know, maybe the 15-month mark, all the way through, you know, that market closes. Have constant dialogue of what the branch is seeing, trends, what they, you know, they see based on proponent guidance. Um, so, you know, a lot of folks always used to call up to EPMD and ask your PDNCOs, talent managers, what they think, right? Well, still do that, but you got to do it earlier than previously a couple years ago where you could call that same day and get, try to get, almost get put on assignment. That's correct. Uh, you know, uh, folks uh, seem to think, seem to believe that uh, we, are, we are not uh, in the building right now. And, and given the, uh, you know, the environment that uh, we've been in for, you know, the last year or so, uh, you know, that has been the case. But what I want folks to understand is we, we are in the building. Uh, we do reply to emails and we do get back to folks, uh, you know, uh, sometimes uh, because the amount of folks that we do uh, manage, uh, we have over 380 some out folks that we uh, manage here at EP, uh, MD. But uh, w what I want to tell you is we are here. We are here to help. We are here to assist. Uh, and if you want to have that conversation with your uh, professional development NCO, please have that conversation with them. You know, uh, we, we are here to support and assist you in every way, shape, or form. But at the end of the day, and, and you made uh, mention of it, you know, the end state for the market at every single time is to have it be a disciplined market. Okay, we're not going to go willy-nilly and, uh, and make these uh, decisions. We want to maximize that predictability. Okay, uh, we also want to optimize readiness and preference. Okay, that is very important. But we also want to support professional development. Okay, if we can do all that in one fell swoop, that is, that is great. That is excellent. Okay, but again, uh, certain situations, because life happens, certain situations call for uh, different uh, ways of uh, getting at readiness. All right. Now, and so the complete transparency uh, for them out there, you know, is engage with your folks, talk to their leaders, know when the market opens, check your emails, right? You know, so if you're a staff sergeant or sergeant first class out there, look, and you don't have a government issue device or you don't have a cat card reader, you know, ba bang on your first sergeant's door, bang on your commander's door, whoever, and get online and, and check your, your, your outlook in, in some way, shape, or form around uh, a year out from that 36-month mark. That's correct. The YMAV, again, is a driving force behind this market, okay? And the reason I'm going to keep saying about the YMAV is because uh, folks inside your units also have access to, uh, to this YMAV, all right? Uh, S1s uh, at Echelon can go ahead and pull a query uh, and let the commands know who is going to be in that cycle. Okay, so if folks can't have access or don't have access to, uh, to uh, you know, a laptop, a computer, or whatever, uh, because they're, they're doing stuff, uh, you know, there are many ways to get this information. Uh, so, you know, uh, the days of I don't have email access or things like that, 
uh, that cannot be the reason why you are not informed. Use all levers available to you. So for battalion commanders and CSMs and commanders and first sergeants, leverage your S1s, even at the brigade level, and, and put it in your, your choose, command and staff or training meeting, right? And go over your succession plan of who's leaving and who's got what collateral duty and, and how we can you know, make sure our leaders are in the right position at the right time. Um, and That's then that correct. creates the dialogue and when we need to possibly try to submit for stabilization. That is, that is exactly right. And, and again, you know, just leverage everybody. Leverage everybody. And, and uh, you know, I can't, I, can't, I can't enforce this enough. You know, uh, that mentorship is key. All right. So, Sergeant Major, you know, we talked about 80% of the folks in the market are getting their first, you know, one to five choice, which is, that's pretty impressive. Um, but there's also some information I've seen out there that around 30% of the eligible folks uh, in those markets over the past few markets, around 30% have not uh, been taking their time to go in there and, and preference. Um, what would you say to those folks? And, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's your thoughts? <laughs> so, you know, for, for folks that are inside the market, uh, I've heard folks say, hey, well, if I don't go in there and uh, preference something, they're not going to put me on assignment. Uh, I'll dispel that one right now and tell everybody that if you're inside the market, it's because you're being looked at for possible movement. Okay. So again, please go inside the market and preference. And look, folks, if you want to stabilize there and you haven't taken the time or you haven't had the opportunity to get left of, uh, you know, uh, stabilizing, then you, you may still have a way to do so inside the market. And how do you do that? Well, on the first page, which is the landing page, you're able to request the stabilization. That doesn't mean that the request is in. That just lets us know that you're uh, wanting that. You could also uh, preference stabilization by looking inside uh, all the requirements that are there. And let's say Sergeant Rendon is in uh, Fort X and Sergeant Rendon wants to stay there. Uh, if inside the uh, requirements there's a preference for 4X, go ahead and uh, make that number one. That is a way to let us know here that uh, you want to stay there, okay? Is that going to happen? Well, it's all based on whether or not uh, there is a need for you to stay there. Uh, and uh, if there is no other person that uh, is eligible to go there, again, you have to get left of that YMAP. It is very, very, very important. Now, uh, with regards to other folks not, uh, not getting uh, uh, their preferences, there may be a number of reasons. A uh, couple of reasons may be that you're being looked at for a drill sergeant and recruiter. Okay? Uh, we have to put people on assignment to, uh, to support uh, those assignments. We have to. Okay? You have a constant mission that, that There is a down. constant mission that comes you, down, yeah. and we have to fill that mission. That is a no-fail uh, mission there. Uh, another a couple of reasons may be uh, EFMP, okay? Uh, EFMP, if your EFMP is not, uh, not up to date it's not, it, and it's expired, you know, uh, we can't really move you there, okay? Uh, or your EFMP is updated, but, uh, you know, those services are, are not there or are no longer there. They were there and they're no longer there. That can happen. Uh, we can't move you there, okay? Uh, MACP, Married Army Couples Program, that is another reason that may, uh, you know, 
that may prevent you from moving to that place. We have to take all these things into consideration. Yeah, what um, is, uh, for our listeners, Sergeant Major, I didn't mean to cut you off, but what does EFMP mean? Exceptional Family Member Program. Right. Okay, and uh, if, if you have a uh, expired EFMP, we uh, cannot move you. We just cannot, right? And more than likely, if they let it expire, there's one place that folks can go, dependent restricted tours. Well, right? there are dependent restrictive tours, uh, but, but that uh, is not going to be, you know, one of the reasons why you're going to go over there, okay? Uh, it's not going to be the sole reason. Let's no, just put it right, like that. but... It yeah. can't be. But just understand that there are readiness requirements that are out there. We have to fill those readiness requirements. So please, folks, uh, make sure that you update all your information, uh, whether it be an EFMP, whether it be MACP, because uh, people that are inside uh, the markets, uh, life happens. You might get married uh, while you're inside the uh, marketplace. We need to understand and know that. Um, and uh, I, I will tell you that nine times out of town, if, uh, if that happens inside the market and you let us know, uh, we're going to make sure that we take care of that, okay? But we have to know what's going on, and that's something else that I want to drive home. If, if we are not tracking something and is not inside our systems or inside the system, then, you know, we're, we're, we don't know what we don't know. So please, update your uh, information uh, as much as possible. Right, because your, your, your team is solely going off the HR system of record to maintain fair and consistent across the board. So that's correct. If, if something changes in a soldier's life, you know, get it to their S1s, get it to their HR professionals, and get it processed so your folks can see a, a clear picture of that soldier in the HR systems of record. That's correct. Um, so, you know, that information is uh, very important to your team. And so, Sergeant Major, I want to add something for the listeners. You have around 380 folks in your directors, soldiers that are working for you, right? And, and, and busting their hump. But how many people are they managing? What, what's the total force that they manage? A couple hundred thousand? So if you're, if you're looking at uh, the entirety of uh, the, uh, the active component uh, enlisted force, you know, we're, we're pushing a little over 380,000. So right? 380 folks dealing with 380,000 soldiers. And, and I say that to paint this picture. If you send Sergeant Major Renda's team an email or you call, you know, give them a, you know, a couple days. If you don't hear something, go to the website, look for the Sergeant Major of that branch, send the Sergeant Major an email, you know. But, like, every population is different. But they're managing sometimes thousands of folks per person. Uh, and, you know, they're fielding emails and phone calls plus doing, you know, these, these manning cycles and, and making sure that the, the slates have a human dimension. There's no, there's no computer saying that this is a guarantee. There, you, you're bringing the top non-commissioned officers from across the mar Army to your directorate to manage their CMFs, and you're not removing the human dimension. But, That's but correct. Expectation management, you know, 380 folks managing 380,000, you know, give them 72, 96 hours, um, and then, you know, if not, keep going up the chain to every branch has a Sergeant Major and Lieutenant Colonel. That's correct. And worst case scenario, let me know. So there you go, Sergeant Major Roger Rendon. Don't don't uh, destroy his Outlook email. I think I'm the only one out there too. <laughs> but uh, Sergeant Major, you know, closing up here, it's pretty phenomenal what you guys have done through COVID and, and you know, developing ASCOM right before COVID, implementing it right before, and then continuing to make it better. And for folks that don't know, like Sergeant Major alluded to at the beginning of the podcast here. 
every day people call, people go on assignment. Requisitions come down every day based on a whole bunch of reasons. Now, it's four times a year. You know on average, so not guaranteed, 36 months you're going to move. That provides predictability for the soldier, the gaining unit, the losing unit, and the family. Uh, have your dialogues with your team up here. Uh, dispel a lot of myths here that this algorithm isn't end-all, be-all. Uh, you know, you can see the uh, assignments out there, the requisitions out there when you're in the market. Um, and it's on the soldier and the, so and, and the leaders, you know, you market mentorship to inform the folks of what's best for the career when they make their preferences and also to get their information right in HR systems of record so your guys and team gals and the team can make the right decision uh, when that time comes. So uh, that's kind of my recap uh, and I want to kick it over to you. Did you got anything else you want to add, Sergeant Major? No, I, I just, I just want to thank everybody that's listening uh, you know, out there uh, because this, this is really important. Uh, this is definitely not about me. Uh, this is uh, definitely not about Master and Riddell. Uh, this is about you. Uh, and when we take that into consideration, we're going to do everything we can to assist and support you. You know, uh, and, and when we talk about the enlisted module, the marketplace, you know, in the last 20 or so months, we have changed a lot of things, uh, you know, to the HR enterprise uh, than we have in the last 40 plus years. This is one of them, okay? It's just a culture change uh, for everybody. Before, you were able to call here, get an assignment, no problem. Now, we have a discipline uh, that uh, we have to instill in everybody, uh, whereby people have to understand that you know, we have to provide that, uh, that discipline and we have to provide that predictability to those units and to those soldiers and to those families. They deserve it, and we have to make sure that we give it to them. I just want to thank everybody. No, thank you, Sergeant Major Rendon, for taking the time out of your day to educate our listeners on ASCOM and its importance to the NCO Corps and uh, how it will help them advance in their careers, professional development, how it helps the Army place the right person at the right assignment at the right time. Um, if you got any additional questions, you know, our listeners out there, please go to www.hrc.army.mil or call 188-ARMY-HRC. That's 188 276-9472. If you like this podcast, please follow us on Divid, D-V-I-D-S, iTunes, or Google Play. I'm Matt Sarnford, Glenn Riddell, and I hope you come back for the next episode of the HRC Personnel File. Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs, located at Fort Knox, Kentucky. This episode was produced by Ms. Fonda Bach. It was edited by Mr. Hyang Go. The production was supported by the entire HRC Public Affairs and Audiovisual team.